it's just money. It's made up. And a discussion, uh, he said he in the budget up. Uh, ain't gotta talk about nothing else. And a discussion, uh, he said he blowing the budget up. Uh, come to the table. Yeah, back outside, I'm done. You ready to get money, baby? Yeah, man. How you feeling, man? You talk to me nice. I don't know how to talk to you, man. You a podcaster, brother. See me? I'm a gangster. <laughs> I'm one of the tough ones, though. I'm one of the toughest podcasters in the business right now. It's me, Nori, Stack5. Who else is up there with us? Tax Stone, Free Hint. Nah, let me not say Free Hint, but... I'm one of the toughest podcasters in the world right now. Oh, so you saying we really need to get in um podcaster showdown? MMA. Podcaster uh -huh. MMA in the octagon? Yeah, we get in the octagon. Or we could just take it right to the ring. However you want to do it, we could keep it traditional. It don't matter. <sighs> Hold on. Are your sis like that? Yeah, register. Or are you like every school. other basketball player, like real WWE type time? No, nah, this shit real, bird. I won't sit here and lie to you. I'm this is real as it gets. Yo, I... I don't know if I, I think I told you I got into it at the Miami Pro. <laughs> what happened? Talk to us before we bring them in. Um, dude, freaking, I can't, I'm not even gonna put dude's name out there. Perfect. Smart um, move. <laughs> bruh, so you ever see somebody that every time they get fouled, they try to swell up? Like yeah, they're, like there's Stone Cold Steve Austin, like they finna RKO. Yeah, even when they don't get fouled, like they gonna RKO the entire gym. Yeah. <laughs> so he was on that. Um, it's end of the end of the game. I rip. I'm like, I got like 14 straight at this point. End of the fourth mm -hmm. quarter, I'm really closing them out. Like we up like four. Like yeah. I said, 14 straight. Um, it's like two fouls to the one on one. So he kind of drive past me. I kind of, I it's really light hand check, like check on the sideline so the ref blows the whistle foul right so he kind of turns like he's gonna throw the ball at me so knowing the cold-hearted gangster that i am no flinch yeah walk walk down on him <laughs> yeah just to situate things just to check his, check his temperature yeah but i'm talking yeah yeah letting it fly so, oh, you can't even repeat what you said. Yeah, like you know how when Pat Bev walked down on the ref with the camera. Yeah, that's how. That's how. That, that's that how, energy. That's how. I'm, <laughs> that's how. I'm hey, so for all y'all out there, y'all know if y'all ever in a pro am with Jay Bird or you catch him on your local street, don't play with him. He's not one of them. Let's bring him into this podcast, man. Hey, when you get in this podcast, man, this is the latest and greatest news in all of basketball. We cover every inch. Hey, yo. Oh, basketball. <laughs> hey, you got your boy Jay Bird. I'm here with yeah. Big Tev. Yeah, not the little one. So that's man. not an A when I say Big Tev. I mean, some things just are what they are. Some things you just gotta let them <laughs> let them be. Some things you just gotta let them be. Yo, honestly, that's a crazy pause. I don't know why we never uh, established that. Big Tev is a crazy pause. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Bring them into your podcast, bro. Yo, this is the Burview Podcast where you're getting the latest and greatest. It's your host, Jay Bird, here with Big Tev. And you could be anywhere in the world. But you here with us, baby. Hey, it's only right. Let's start them off the right way. Uh, I think we should definitely start off with 
you know, we're thankful, happy that Bronny's okay. 100%. He collapsed on the court today at USC practice, I think it was. Yes. He's out of critical condition. He was rushed to the ICU, but things seem to be okay. So, you know, we just got to start off with prayers to that family. Hopefully everything continues to move in the right direction, and we're happy to hear that. We're definitely happy to hear that. No, prayers for them. All right. About that. We would have a round of applause, but we don't have a, a sound deck. About that, right? Yeah. The conspiracy theorists in you. What are you thinking? I have my own thoughts. What are you thinking? I'm and keep in mind, Jay Bird. I know Jay Bird does it all, but Jay Bird's not a medical health professional. He's not a doctor. Right. So But you probably could do heart surgery or something like that if you tried. No, I you just don't know if you I, do it or not. I definitely do surgery anytime we're in a middle PNR. DHLs, yeah. PNRs. That's when I'm in my. That's when I'm in my best. That's when the hand yeah. is steady. For those of y'all that don't know, that means pick and roll. The hand is steady. Yeah. Look at that. I could draw. I could honestly probably draw a straight line, hundred yards. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> so what's your what's your conspiracy? I, honestly, I want to be a great podcaster. I want to give great content. I don't really have a conspiracy theory on this one. I'm not gonna lie. So you got to take it away. You got to take me there. So I have one, right? So yeah. Athletes in general, um, because of all the training and the external forces on their body, it produces them to have a larger heart. The heart is a muscle. Same way everything else is working, your heart is actually enlarged. And like as people know, like that can cause different palpitations throughout the body, can cause these cardiac arrests and everything, right? For sure. So it's been so apparent that as of late, there's been more and more. Like there was a kid at ODU that passed out. There, it's been a couple kids who they haven't posted that have also passed out right really so, yeah you have the course like the kid Keontae of florida who was just drafted you have Bronny now and it was a couple more kids over the years so i was thinking to myself is this one of those things that are attributed to training super super young because when did you really like start training like what age probably the ninth grade is when I'm like, let me lock in and do so workouts. Still, so same as me. I'm like eighth, ninth grade, like when I'm starting. Think about how young kids are training now. Yeah. So, so you think it's like the wear and tear, the pressure, the like excessiveness. It could be the excessiveness. It could just be a an enlarged heart. It could be the it could be the stress. It could be the anxiety. There's so much going into it. Now imagine only is your, let's say your heart is a little enlarged because everybody, like, you know, every single athlete is, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like a byproduct of working out. I had no clue about that. Yeah. Your heart is a muscle. Like everybody. So it's, it varies, like, I guess, like the size, the strenuous and everything. Yeah. But imagine you're Bronny, you're working out as a, like, damn near probably like a professional. Since. Yeah. Professional workout since, since you could hoop for real since you could like start dribbling and shooting right like yeah that is a lot that's interesting yeah so that's kind of my take on it don't get me wrong i'm not a professional not a medical professional that's reasonable when you came into this topic i thought you were going to say something so left like you said conspiracy theory i thought you were coming to say something no wild a, like a lot of people he didn't really pass saying, out a lot of people have been um saying it's the vaccine as well yeah, well, we won't touch that just so we don't get flagged by YouTube or anything like that. <laughs> but nah, we are happy that the family's in good, that everyone's in good health and, you know, prayers to the family. What exactly was it? Did they just release that he passed out or was yeah, it? He was passed out, cardiac arrest. Well, that's scary because you never think 
Yo, he's along 18. with like, along with like Kobe Bryant passing. These superheroes, even though this is not directly a superhero, it's LeBron would be the superhero here. You kind of think that they're above like health conditions and health complications and like hearing LeBron's son, you're like, wait, what? Not LeBron's son. It's it's crazy when it's anybody, but it's a special. I don't know. You just forget like wealth can't save you from everything in this world and every you can't take anything for granted for sure. No, nothing, nothing, nothing. But yeah. Thank, thank God that he's out of ICU. We're happy to hear that. But let's talk some off-season stuff. I got all right, before you before you start. I got one thing. Where are you going? Go ahead. The USA Select team. What about them? Have you seen the roster? No. Nah. Not a fan. Talk to me. I know I, Austin Reeves is on it. I'm guessing. Who? Oh, is Austin Reeves on it? No. Who's on it? Kay Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Langston Galloway, Jalen Greens, Quentin Grimes, Chet Holgram, John Jenkins, Jalen Williams, Nas Reed, Peyton Pritchard, Keegan Murray, Trey Murphy, Eric Mika, Herb Jones. I like three guys on this team. So the U.S. Select team, that's like the team that when Kyrie had that crazy highlight tape and challenged Kobe one-on-one, he was on the Select team? Yes. Like the team that they picked to play against to get the actual team USA ready for right. Wait, is um Tyrese Halliburton not on that team? No. I just saw him on the Paul George podcast talking about how excited he was for him and Aunt Edwards to be in the fold of USA. So is he on the actual US team? They must be for tryouts. They must be trying out for the actual USA team. Okay. Well, then it's not as bad. This may be one of the qualifier teams or whatever it is. But I only like three guys on this team. I really don't like this team. So, uh, I'm like, there has to be a reason. There's this thing that USA does, and I'm not sure when it is. like, But there's a Team USA team that has, like, G League players. Yeah. Like, consistently. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas was, like, on one last year. Yeah, and was going crazy. He's playing well, right? Yeah, Isaiah and my boy Frank Mason were on. What is that team like? What is that about? This is that select team. Like, I think it's like a qualifier. Like, they come in like top third, then you qualify. Like, they just put the guys together. But I don't understand how does how does Langston Galloway keep getting on these teams? These other guys are young. Langston's fifty years old in basketball years. (laughs) How is he on this team? How is Langston Galloway? And Jalen Green on the same USA. I think someone could get in the comments and answer that because I don't even have a response to that. That's insane. And John Jenkins. Wait, who was the second player you said? Langston Galloway and who? John Jenkins is on this team. John, did he go to Tennessee? Bandy. He was the guard that's like 6'2 with the seven-foot wingspan. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Because I just randomly brought up Tennessee. I hate to go everywhere. I saw Grant Williams on... um, a couple podcasts. He's making the rounds. On oh, Theo's? Can we? Why don't you ever give us And How would you let? How did Grant Williams, how does he not have a podcast? He shows up on two or three podcasts. This dude gives a year's worth of Rick Barnes stories. We've been yeah. podcasting for months on months on months. And you don't give us any of the, they said he was like, he would make you run on the treadmill and sit down and eat popcorn. <laughs> That's he said the dudes fat. had to go to therapy after dealing with Rick Barnes. How did you not give us this? That's for the fat guys, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So, Coach Barnes is an animal. 
relentless, the most competitive man I've ever met in my life. But my situation coming in was a little different than theirs. One, I'm coming in as a grad. Two, Barnes is the one that recruited me. So he didn't like me and him were like, we had a really, really good relationship. Don't get me wrong. He was, he rides everybody. Like any hey. single thing you do, like you turn the ball over this, that, this, that. Um, But like they were, when they came in, like Barnes has this thing about like breaking kids. Like you're not going to come in there and think like you, when they say you're going to come in there and you're going to run his stuff. So for like 18 year olds who think they're going to come in and do whatever, like he's on it, but as you start getting older and stuff, like he it don't really, because Barnes don't even yeah, curse. Baby. He don't even curse. Yeah, he got to be a different animal to not curse and to get into dudes like no, that. Makes no, no, no. He makes them cry, like make Grant cry, Schofield cry, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kevin Durant. He's making these people cry. Mike Cabongo crying. Yeah. You know what's crazy though? One guy they never really talk about, and I asked him how was he? Corey Joseph. TJ Ford. Corey Joseph. Oh, Corey. I wonder if we could get Corey on the podcast. He's they from don't Canada. Like, they, like... they were not Mike Cabongo fans. Yeah. As you can obviously, like you could kind of see that with his trajectory and where he ended up. Like, yeah. They Hopefully like we Corey, can get Mike on the podcast too. I want Mike and Corey on the podcast at some point. Mike will probably be easier than Corey because of a direct line for him. But yeah, but if if I had to give a Rick Barnes story, it's probably like and keep in mind I'm coming off of injury, like yeah. So I'm in practice trying to get right, getting get trying to get in my bag. I yeah. probably shoot like five or six times in a row, and he stops practice. He's like. Jay Bird, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Then he's like, he's like, do you even want to play point guard? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes, coach. Yo, before I got the coach out, I'm like, yes. He's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. G, run him. So then that's when he see you over there. But nah, man, he, um, I'm not going to lie. Like a lot of people say stuff about him, like talking. Dog, one of the best coaches I've ever played for. Yeah. Like, when I talk about, like, as far as, like, how prepared you are, uh, like, how mentally tough that he's going to make you, like, and and off the court, the coolest dude in the world. Yeah. On the Who court. That? Who? On the Ryan court. That? On, on the, the court, a beast. Off yeah. the court, dude, so cool. Bruh, like people don't even know, he used to pick me up every Sunday for church. For real, bro. I used to go to church with him, and I don't even know if this is like if we can do this, but yeah, I used to go to church with him every Sunday, and then we used to like go out to eat, me, him, and one of the managers. That's dope. Oh, Bruh, he rocks with you. You got a different end of the spectrum. Yo, him personally picking me up. Like, you were a coach's favorite. I never had that luxury. I never been a coach's favorite. Texting me the day before, like, "Yo, Jay Bird, are we going to church?" I'm like, "Yeah, coach." He's like, all right, I'll be there at this time. Bro, pick me up in front of the dorm. I respect your hustle. Anything to get on that floor, huh? What's wrong with Jesus? I love Putting God. That pain in. You don't love God? Every, were you doing that at Howard, too? Or were your Sundays spent to live a little differently? Nah, I used to spend them at Coach House, too. He a liar. You was trying to wake up. Who, Barnes? I mean, with Nickelberry? You ain't heard about me and Coach? Nah. Bro, that's like my second dad, son. 
I'm not gonna. Oh, I know I'm, that. I'm not gonna lie. It was so crazy that you said that because for the people that don't know, my dad is a coach. So there's something with coaches. Me and all, I always have really good relationships with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't seem like the type that like. And keep in mind, coaches, coaches hit me up, bro. I'm not even starting, and I'm splitting time. Like it's not like I'm not even a guy. Trying to think how many coaches that I have a great rapport with. I'm, I never really had like great rapports with coaches. Maybe that speaks to me, but you know, what I had a is? couple. I've been cool with most of my coaches though, like, but I never like, yo, I'm coming to your house this, that, and the third, and you know. Why do you think that is? Honestly, yeah, I feel like some of the time I'm like, oh, I'm not doing nothing extra. You kind of don't feel comfortable around them to like be vulnerable. You had things go wrong with coaches. You feel me? Like mm -hmm. you kind of just want to, yo, I'm good enough. Just play me for my talent. I don't want to do any of this extra shit that makes me feel like I'm not stopping by your office to have a conversation. Like I'm not doing any strategic extra stuff. Like, no, I'm just going to come through, do my job, go home. I have a great relationship with my teammates. Like all I have great relationships with teammates throughout my career, but I never like had a coach where we're just texting at 12 AM. Like, man, what do you think is, what do you think we need to do out there? And you know, do you think that you made it too transactional? Yeah, probably. There was one coach that I regret so much. That I didn't build a bond with. I went to IMG Academy in Florida. Mm -hmm. It's like a top tier school, really good school. Coach Lauren Jackson, he was an amazing coach. Like, yeah. he was a dope coach. And one thing about him, he does not play with his point guards. Like, his point guards are his everything. He I'm used telling to you, say, Barnes is Tevin. the same way. Barnes the same way. Keep going. He used to say, Tevin, my point guard. This is what he said early. He said, Tevin, my point guards date my daughters. Like, they have the key to the ship. And I'm thinking, like, like, he always says this, like, this is such an annoying thing to hear all the time. Like, then come to find out when he coached in, I got to know this guy's name. When he coached in Chicago, he coached at one of these top tier Chicago schools. And there was a top tier point guard named Sean Dockery mm -hmm. who, like, dated his daughter. Like, he really doesn't play about his point guard. He has a son who went to Akron, mm -hmm. who got player of the year. He's like 5'7". This kid is crazy nice. Christian Jackson. You got. We'll put some of his highlights up here, but five seven can shoot it, finish it on the basket. He went to Akron, got Player of the Year in that conference. And Coach Jackson used to be on my body. Like I used to get in so much trouble. He used to, but I was so young, I didn't know how to receive that like tough love, right? And realize like that he cares about you. He's literally like, trying to make you the best. He used to do this thing like I would get turnovers in practice. And if I got a certain amount, like he would just say, yo, Tev, 45. And there's a 45 pound plate there sitting at the side. And I would squat with it over my head for like two minutes. And like, he would just say, yo, go grab the, go grab the 45. Like, and I used yo. to hate it. Like I couldn't stand this dude. Like, I'm trying to think what else had, there was another thing. He's the first one to teach me. Mind you, this, this dude was like, I swear to God, he was legally blind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like he could barely see. And like, he would do this thing. When it was like getting down to the end of the game, he'd call a timeout. He'd look at me. He'd say like, point guard, time and score. Don't look at the clock. And every time without fail, I'd be like, I have no clue. Damn, bro. Mm -hmm. 
I can't even remember the first day I was there. I'm just going on a rant about Coach Jackson. Nah, you're good, bro. My first day there at IMG, I'm just being like not locked in. I'm not because I realized like I'm a little bit above most of the players, not all of them, right? But I'm like a step above most of the players, so I'm like taking my foot off the gas. I'm, I think I put the ball through somebody's legs in a practice and like got a layup. And he pulled me to the side and said, like, brother, do you? You think these are the players you're competing with, like for a scholarship? Like you think the dudes you see to the left and right of you are who you're competing with? And I just was so annoyed. But like, if I could go back, that coach, like, I'm like, this is somebody that cared about you. He had your best interests, and like, you were 16, 17. You were a know-it-all. Like, just that he, one. I like. He had your best interest, and you're nobody at that point. Yeah, like, and he thought I could be really good, and he's on you because he cares. Because I would soon find out and after in college, like, it's the coach that's not saying anything to you. And you score 40 straight on scout and he doesn't bat an eye. That's the one that doesn't care about you, son. Like, Yo, it's so crazy when it's, when, because all coaches say that. It's like, don't be mad when coach is yelling at you. Be mad when he's not. Yeah, but it doesn't compute as a kid because, like, bro, he was on. And I will say. There was a time where my college coach was on me crazy, and I'm like, bro, no, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like love. Like, I've had parents yell at me. I've had, like, people, authorities that I feel like love me yell at me. This hits a little different. Like, I feel like I'm y'all whipping boy. You feel me? But <laughs> coach Jackson, while he was on me, I'm like, bro, no. Like, I missed an opportunity to become a better player. And that was, like, not the best that I've ever been because you get older, you get stronger, you get smarter, faster. But it, yeah, I hope this makes sense to you. Like, this is the sharpest I've ever been, like, because of the regiment that he has us on. Yo, wake up before class. Make sure you shoot this many shots. Yo, shoot 500 free throws at the end of the day. Like, just stuff to keep you sharp. Mandatory workouts after practice. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm going back to do my own stuff. But, like, Coach Jackson, shout out to Coach Jackson, man. That's what's up. Everybody needs a Coach Jackson. For sure. Everyone does need a Coach Jackson. Yeah, that was Christian probably, is killing overseas too. That was probably my cheat code right there. My, so your my, dad was your my, coach Jackson. My dad was Coach Jackson. You were Christian, like yeah, yeah. Christian, Christian is tough. He's five seven. If he was five, if he was six feet, he's for sure NBA. Like, yo, I'm telling you, five seven player of the year at Akron. Like, I get it. Conference. I get yeah. it. But imagine Coach Jackson, how he was with you. Imagine how he was with Christian. No, Christian used to be on a different regimen. Like, it was crazy. Like, he used to do all... They used no, to go just to, imagine like, not even the basketball. Like, just day-to-day. -day. I was going to say he was an A student, too. Like, yo, Christian. Like, imagine he's on you talking about, yo, time and score. Like, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was crazy with Christian. And he wasn't Christian's coach, so he'll be in the crowd getting little looks. You could tell that they have like their own little father yeah, son. It's, tele it's telepathic, yes, man. He, yeah, Listen. like he just look over his dad might give him a nod, like, yeah, go time, like, go ahead, get ten straight. You know what I mean? Get more aggressive, or you know, it's very subtle though. Yeah, and I promise you, he was really legally blind. Like I would look over at his phone, and the le like the <laughs> the text was huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm dead serious that he was legally blind and a yeah. great coach. Like, shout out Coach Jackson, man. Shout out Coach Jack for sure. Dang, that's crazy. All right. So if you had to give three tips to any kid growing up, like, 
how to have these relationships with these coaches because honestly the the more you can make it as less transactional as possible the honestly the better it is for you at the end of the day like mentally on the court for sure because even even when i wasn't playing like as much as i really wanted to at tennessee like the relationships that i had with the coaches like i wasn't how do you say like scorn yeah like it was more like shit. all right man like whatever y'all need for me like i'm gonna do whatever i can and it, it that your honestly that kept me because you know and you don't really have a lot of opportunities when your team is really good like yo like we're number two in the country like any given night i could have 17. any given night somebody else could have four so when you're in those things it's like you got one you got to be ready two you can't act like you're the most selfish man we had that happened to a kid on our team similar super talented he just won mvp of the tbl okay yeah so he can go bro he's talented he's a score and if you guys are early birds viewer if you guys are early birds view viewers supporters I'm sure this is who Jaybird talked about on an earlier episode that was a big time buck, but a locker room lawyer. Listen, Chris Darrington, like he's just he was just a guy super talented, but he did not understand the other part of the game. Like the yeah. game is full circle. Like Chris would if we played on Friday, we get back Friday night. So the guys that don't play that much have a workout. And let's say 10 a.m. Saturday. I used to hate that. I'm not going to lie. That I used to hate those workouts. Because I'm like, why do I got to do this workout? And y'all didn't play me. Yo, I wanted to play, but I get it. There would be a casino five hours away. He would do the workout, go to the casino, come back for like the mandatory Sunday dinner. Oh, he's a bug out. Talking about, man, I he's ain't played. Shoot, I'm trying to win something. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, he ain't take the game seriously, though. Nah, he do. He was depressed. <laughs> all right i'm not mad at that that's a thing yeah so all right all right back 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 to uh back to the hoop take us back to so shout out to it's a lot of money going around right now we're going this gonna be a quick this gonna be we probably give this one five minutes okay this is the pocket washing segment so let's start off with congratulations to jalen brown for getting the highest uh the biggest contract in nba history 340. Said, oh, 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 oh. Did you see the memes? Of course I did. The memes of Emmanuel. They said this is Jalen yeah, Brown. Man. He signed the contract with Emmanuel you know Hansel. Like, with the Emmanuel Hansel. No left hand, bro. That's crazy. It's insane because I did not think his left was that bad until what's your man's name? Dev in the lab Ooh. put together a real highlight tape of him just struggling with the left. Like, yo, crazy. I'm sure that won't last for too long, though. Like, obviously, congratulations to Jalen Brown on getting the biggest contract in NBA history. But somebody is going to, like, Hold I think on. someone Wait, just signed and I think someone might have passed it today. Don't get me wrong. We can make a mix of anybody looking sus doing Insane, anything. yeah. We can't. We honestly can't. Like, you can put the big, the best shot blocker up there. You can have him getting boomed on for 12 minutes. Like, it's only, like, a couple of players. There's only a couple of players you can put stuff up there where it's not going to look bad. No, but. That, me. that mix was like two minutes strong. Me. Congratulations to you. But that mix was like two minutes, two minutes and a half strong, bro, of left hand crazy. He does play 82 games, but whoa. What about James Harden had the defense? Same thing. 
No, honestly, I hated that because it's like four clips that they just rotated around, bro. It was like four or five clips, but we're going to get into James Harden a little later. But moving on, shout outs to JB. I have a question. Talk to me. Come on. Come on. So LaMelo signed for, let me see if I can find this. Let me see. Five years. How did I send it to you? I don't know how much he signed for. But LaMelo just re-signed for five years, right? Yes. No, actually, you know what? We can pause this and make sure I find it. Like, we can skip ahead because I want to find LaMelo's. Five-year 260? Oh, yeah. Okay. LaMelo signed for five years 260, right? Mm-hmm. But their stat he played, he has no playoff appearances. And he's played in about 90-something games in the last three years. Where is his heat? In comparison to a Zion. Like, Zion can't miss 16 games without it being a big deal. How does LaMelo manage to fly under the radar? They're both, LaMelo being a number two pick, right? Or was he a number one pick? Two. Number two? How come his shortcomings just go unnoticed? Whereas Zion, who has an all-star start Is it in his repertoire. But what does that matter? Both of them are in smaller markets. They're both in smaller markets, I guess. LaMelo does a good job of staying out the tabloids. <laughs> and he's Come not. On, bro. Zion has not and, been and, in the tabloids before fact, this summer. And, and to the fact LaMelo isn't overweight. So it's not like, I think what's under his control, which is like his body and his physique, like I guess that kind of helps the narrative. Like Zion being 320 pounds at times doesn't help the fact that he's not playing. They're talking about. His freaking feet and his ankles are hurting. They're like, yeah, bro, so of course. Could, you LaMelo, could LaMelo be too skinny? Like on some John Morant. When John Morant gets hurt, his, people say, even, oh, you're flying through the air. I don't even know his injuries. I don't either. That's I definitely not. I think his wrist was one of them. But I don't know how he manages to pull that off. If I was Zion, I might put some light on. Wait, was Zion? Was on. Are you talking about? Right after? Are you talking about? Hold on. Did you just say if you was Zion, you'd be Dirty Mac and Lamelo right now? For sure. Yo, yeah. that's crazy. Yo, Gunna Takashi. Yo, dirty, <laughs> like, what about bro? Dirty Mac and your NBA brother? Is that? Are they the same draft? Are they one and two in the same draft? I don't know. They both got their own sneaker though. They up. This Lamelo's on his second. Oh, Puma. Yeah, he got two Pumas and he got a BBB. This is third. This is third sneaker. Yo, three sneakers. Three sneakers. Lambo at 16, 260 at 22. Sheesh. No, LaMelo is him. So, okay, moving on. Last offseason topic before we get into our little, we got an NBA, uh, what's the word? Evergreen. But last little current offseason topic before we move forward. Houston, what do you think about Houston moving forward? They made a lot of moves this offseason. What do you think about their prospects moving forward? Hmm. You don't like it? No, man. I'm not a Houston fan. I don't think I don't think it works in Houston. Did they get better? They didn't get worse. You don't think they got better? I don't think. I don't think that you can win a lot of games with Jalen Green making decisions. So they have a log jam at the guard position, right? Right. They have about five guards that are rotational guards. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 
I think it's pretty clear the starters are well, Fred is starting at the point. That's signed, sealed, delivered. Right? Jalen Green. Jalen Green's a two guard, no? No, he's a point. They did not have it. No, because Kevin Porter, who we're gonna get to, played two. the point for them last year. Plays a two. No, nah, he had a, a high he had, might might average like five assists last year. So maybe six. Bro, I'm telling you, Kevin Porter's playing was playing the two. You had Jalen at the one for uh him at the two. They can you Martin the second. Okay, had... so you think you so you, you think Fred's about to come off the bench? I think you're crazy if you think they paid him all that money to come off the bench. It's nothing like having a good insurance policy. He's the insurance or Jalen Green is? Fred's the insurance. Okay, so yeah, who's their starting one and two? I'm sorry for I'm jumping the gun. I thought it was like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter. The future. <laughs> that is crazy because I'm not winning a championship. It. You're not winning a championship with Fred Van Fleet, bro. I thought they were I thought they were starting Dylan Brooks and uh I thought I uh, maybe Dylan at the three. Yeah, maybe Dylan at the three. I thought Fred, Jalen Green, Dylan, and then Kevin Porter. When I see Houston off the I, bench, six men. When I see Houston, I feel like they did a we're just gonna try to get the best pieces we can that'll come here for the money yeah. that we have. And it's like we'll try, we'll figure it out once they get here. Once we, they get here, but training camp, let them fight for it. You have to have a real plan to put together yeah. a roster if you want. You can't just say, I'm gonna get the best pieces and then figure it out once I get here. And then and then we look up 30 games in the season. <laughs> They got and the four. Energy. They got four ten day guys at the four and five because they have no money for centers. The energy around Houston is like they're kind of going all in on this Jalen Green thing, right? And I feel like Kevin Porter is an all star talent. Obviously, it sounds like he has some maturity issues and some things to clean up, but he has like a fifty point game in the NBA. Like he's he's a bucket for sure. I'm not a super fan, though. Why not? I don't like his game. He's good, though, bro. Like, no. You don't like amazing. the, no, no, the no, no, optics? He, Fred Van Fleet is good. Kevin Porter is amazing. Yeah, Kevin Porter is much more talented than Fred Van Vliet. I don't know who's better, but he's much more talented. Yo, they also have a Min Thompson. Oh, I love those two. I love both of those twins. Yo, I'm a big so, fan right. of both of those twins. So if I'm going, and they got Aaron Holiday. Ooh, they're just automatic. He's automatically not playing, though. He's just not playing. And Min Thompson? Yeah, he's just not playing. Yo, listen. I think this is the lineup they should have, right? You have all these athletes be at, like, you might as well just go bounce house, bring in Fred Van Fleet early for whichever one of the three isn't really, like, getting it done, if that makes sense. Yeah. So play Fred Van Fleet starters minutes coming off yeah. the bench. Okay. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, but I you you think like Fred has any starters, ego there? You, you play him starters minutes coming off the bench because, bro, if you're starting Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Jabari Smith, then you got the what's the white guy? Oh, they traded him. I they mean, traded oh, uh, Jokic Jr. They got Sanguine. Yeah, they traded Jr. Bro, if you no, go I'm Jaylen talking about Green, the, the young Jokic kid. Yeah, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Jabari Smith, Sanguine, and Jack Landell. Unless you start, you gonna start Jeff Green? 
I think you bring in Jeff Green off the bench. You bring in Fred Van Fleet, Jeff Green, Dylan Brooks off the bench. Those three together. Yeah, I'm not mad at. I'm not even mad at DB coming off the bench. Like to be honest, DB I think you bring in those bench. three together because I don't even think they want to play with those other young guys. To be honest, like be on the court that at the same sense. time. You know what I mean? But I think Fred is so. Well, you said play him start his minutes, but I think even out coming off the horrible year that Fred had last year, I think he's so important to bring calm and structure to an organization like i think fred's a winning basketball player like i think fred is on some kyle lowry leadership yo so amin thompson doesn't play this year for houston they nah, have arguably like one of the best players in the draft and he can't get minutes on a bad team nah, he doesn't fam log jams are log jams so what about aaron holiday what about him does he get minutes? Why would you? Obviously not. <laughs> That's like crazy. respectfully, obviously not. I'm like, Hold on, do you think he's trash? Aaron Holiday, no, no. I think he's super nice. Levels. He's not, when I say super nice, like underrated. You don't know his name. One of those guys. Like I think he. I, I think he's. He plays hard. Aaron Holiday is that the youngest one or the middle one? The youngest. He, no, I like his. I like the youngest one's game a lot. I'm not gonna lie. You just like everybody's. He's game. one of those guys like uh, your game sixty through eighty when players are sitting out and he sneaks cool 15, 12 to fifteen in there. Pause. All right, let's close it out with this last uh, evergreen of a couple arguments that I'd like to get off. Reno. Come on. Paul Pierce was recently on the It Is What It Is podcast hosted by Cameron, rappers Cameron and Mace. They asked him, they, you know, they clickbaited him or baited him into the question, who was better, you or Dwayne Wade? Now, if you're well informed, there was a segment on an ESPN halftime show where Paul Pierce answered what he thought about that. He said, yo, I'm better than Dwayne Wade. They ran off a plethora of stats to say the least of reasons why yo you're not better than d-wade i think he has more all nbas right d-wade obviously has more championships none of them have mvps i think d-wade has more the most blocks of all time for a guard like they just read him the riot act of bro you are not messing with d-wade on your own and since dwayne wade isn't here to defend his honor i'm no i'm south of dwayne wade magnificent my turn my turn my turn on don't backtrack don't backtrack He's made All-NBA first team twice. Paul hasn't done it. He made All-NBA eight times to your four. Ooh. He's made All-Defensive team three times to Ow. your zero. Ooh, zero. That's rough. He's won one scoring title. You weren't able to win a scoring title. That's too bad. He has three rings. You have one ring. Ooh, three is bigger than one. What are we oh, doing? He's, just, he's just the hype man over there, huh? Just the hype man. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a horse for the race. <laughs> so we're going to play right here. Paul Pierce explaining why, like, after having some time to think about it, why he thinks he's better than D-Wade. You want to watch it right now, Bird, or do you remember all his points that he made? I remember. All right, so let's talk about it. Where do you fall on that? Paul Pierce shoots better. Yeah. I would say Paul Pierce. I like Paul Pierce with the last shot better. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's not far off though. It's that not mid, far off. that mid post, Paul Pierce is better. 
Yeah. Honestly, I like, Paul Paul Pierce. Pierce. I like Paul Pierce damn near everything offensively besides slashing over D-Wade. Paul Pierce said, I'm a better three-level scorer. He is. He's better at everything said, besides slashing. for a last shot? Mm. He's be- I think he's better at everything besides slashing and transitioning D-Wade on offense. And I think Paul Pierce has become this joke because there, there's like I, – I mentioned this mad podcast ago, mad episodes ago, but Paul Pierce is like – I realize he's like the king. These players are technically looked at, a lot of them are looked at as like a cute thing, even though they are killers. Right. You know the term, do you guys, hopefully you guys at home know, an irrational confidence guy? You know that term, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, like, mm, let's list off a couple of irrational confidence guys for the players at home or for the people watching at home, just so they have an idea. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas, that's a top tier rational confidence guy. Uh, Nate Robinson, though, right? J.R. Smith, right? These are people that, oh, Nick Young, right? Deion Waiters, right? These are people that feel like they're the best player on any court in the USA. You just drop them in, it kind of doesn't matter who's on the floor with them. They're usually not good enough to be your go to scorer on like a top five playoff team, right? Usually. Lou Will, some people kind of look at him as an irrational confidence guy, but I think because he's a lot more laid back, he's more humble. These guys usually have like funny quotes in the media. Paul Pierce is like a Hall of Fame talent. Right. That also has irrational confidence. Right. In that same interview, they asked him, who's better, you or LeBron? And he was like, what? On any given day, I'm better than LeBron. Like, he didn't ever say that LeBron's better than him or that he's better than LeBron, but he just let, let it be known. I'm the one that made LeBron James go to Miami. I gave right. him 40 in game seven. Like, right. he couldn't deal with me on Cleveland. Like, Paul Pierce is the top, t- like, uh, the apex, like, irrational confidence guys on steroids, like, irrational confidence guy with a Hall of Fame talent level. Right. So, like, Still, because Paul Pierce is going to give you those quotables that irrational confidence guys give you, sometimes like how good he is can get lost in the sauce. Because I heard him say he invented the step back before. <laughs> like I heard him say Luca is him, but there's a little truth in every joke. Like I'm tr- I, when I heard him say that, I laughed and I thought like, who was stepping back before P squared? <laughs> <laughs> Who Loki? I'm trying to remember who stepped back before the truth, but like I kind of do feel what he's saying about being better than Dwayne Wade, not having a better career, but being better. But why is Paul Pierce not a better? He said, "Yo, I never had." But uh, see, LeBron, I, I would give it to Jack. D- I would say I would give it to D Wade. Everything defensively, yeah, in athletic for sure. For sure. So but is I don't Paul know Pierce? That it's- is Paul Pierce's offense enough? Where it does it trump his defense like that? Does it trump his defense? Because D Wade is still really good at offense. Yeah, I don't know if it's enough. It's a good, but I just think it's a respectable conversation. Yeah, and I'm not mad at anybody, not just Paul Pierce. I'm not mad at anybody for going Paul Pierce, but D Wade is a, t- but also Paul Pierce takes defensive challenges as well. Though he's not a shot blocking guy. He's not a he is sneaky guy. athletic though. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a shot blocker. But like, he's smart. He's who you put on Kobe in the finals. It's not Ray Allen. It's not Rondo, who are known as like well. It's not Rondo's Tony known Allen? as a defensive guy. 
Ah, uh, it is Tony Allen a lot. But um, Tony Allen doesn't play starters minutes, though. Yeah. But still, like, you put Paul Pierce on. And before even Tony Allen got there, it's Paul Pierce that's guarding the best guy. And finally, we can close out with this. We're staying on the topic of better versus better career. We can get up out of here after this. I have a lot of confidence right now because I've been watching the second best basketball podcast on earth besides ours. Jeff Teague's podcast is crazy. It's nuts, right? They got into a conversation that's very near and dear to my heart. They got into the best true guard of all time conversation. Right. I don't want to get into the D-Wade slander because I feel like we kind of just weren't very pro-D-Wade this uh last segment but they got into the d-way james harden conversation you know where i stand on that i don't have the confidence to say it all the time but jeff teague was like no i got james harden ahead of d-wade not only did he have james harden ahead of d-wade he had james harden again uh over bubba chuck goodbye yeah yeah, James uh, Harden over AI. Hold on. hold on, man. Jeff Teague's smoking crack. <laughs> no, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm kind of James with Harden it. over Allen Iverson. Has hold on. Could James Harden take that Sixers team to the finals? Yeah, I think I honestly I think so. The Allen that Iverson Sixers team Sixers, was a brick. You know that Allen Sixers Iverson, team was like the Allen Iverson Sixer team? Do you know that, that Sixers team isn't as bad as people make it out to be? They had the defensive player of the year, no. the sixth man of the year, the MVP, and the coach of the year. They have all of that because of him. The defensive player of the year is not because of him. You That's cannot say because, because AI scoring. The, de huh? the defensive player of the year is because of the coach. Whoever Larry Brown had coached in that type of system was going to get defensive player of the year. No, it's the same thing as Dean Tony when his defensive system, whoever the center is. Was it Matumbo or Theo, Theo Ratliff? Who was, who was the defensive Matumbo. player? Was it Matumbo? Matumbo was bro, the Matumbo's center. a good defensive player of the year in every every team he's been on, bro. You can't just no, say it was because I'm of the saying coach. it's the system, man. Like that team he's got was trash. I'm sure he has multiple defensive player of the years. That team was trash. On different that teams. AI, that AI team was trash. They had the sixth man of the year. They had the coach of the year. Like they had every like non superstar award they had around him. Which one of those did James Harden have on his in during his run? They had similar James Harden teams. Hasn't even, I don't know, know that he's had he had an all star when he they took had Golden similar State teams. Him in Houston is his team in Houston is similar to um Allen's team in Philly. And okay, let's just say James Harden is the only one that made like I say this argument all the time. I hope you you guys at home are probably getting bored of this, but he took the best team of all time to seven games. Like nobody has even made them look human, and this is with Kevin Durant. If I he was on the East, I, I do not disagree. And if he was in the East, yes, he just would have did it in the finals, and it would have been looking like AI. He would have took them to seven games in the finals. And now we're saying, does he do like the same way AI met? Just like if AI was in the West, he would have lost in an earlier round to LA. Nah, James, not like. Like you said, the same comparison. Like they're both offensively super gifted, but then Allen Iverson was also first team all defense. Allen Iverson is not a good defender, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. Like I've seen AI no, say I don't play defense. Allen Iverson is super humble. One, I've heard him say I he don't play defense. Everybody, in. he shows everybody love. He's not. No, he is one of those guys. He does so show love. Of course, like he's gonna. 
you're going to downplay. Like, a guy like that, he's going to down. But first team all defense, like, come on, man. I think Pat Bev's first team all defense, I don't think he's a great defender, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. So I don't think AI is known as a good defender, bro. Being defensive player of the year shouldn't matter to you either. No, I don't think AI is a good defender, but I can't give you that. I I, I don't think he was known as a good defender in the so NBA. He he's known as a guy that gets steals. So why is he first team all defense? Because he racks up steals. Because he averaged the most steals in the Steph, league. Steph averages the most steals. He's not a first team all defense. I don't think I don't think AI was locking guys up, bro. Listen, Steph averages the most steals and doesn't get first team all defense, but AI did. Well, all right. If James Harden, James Harden has led the league in. I want to say he's first or second in steals and second in deflections. Like, they both. So why is are Allen first team all defense and James isn't? So you think AI is a significantly better defender than James Harden? One hundred percent. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't. And I think James Harden is a significantly better passer. Their scoring is on the same tier, if not the nod to James Harden. Oh my out. god. Yo, but I say I say errors. You know what it is that they mentioned in the Jeff T in the Jeff T podcast? What AI has culture over James Harden for sure. Like culturally, AI means more to the game than James Harden ever could imagine. So it it almost feels like blasphemy to say is James Harden at his peak better than Allen Iverson? Yeah, like it hurts to say it, huh? Is he better than Kobe? No, is James Harden because Kobe than is really known as a defender, like. Is is James Harden better than Jordan? What Jordan? Michael. Allen Iverson no. better than those guys, man. All right, y'all. Allen Iverson. Thank y'all for putting in, man. Allen Iverson was eighteen years old. Tobu Williams said, "I think I can take I'm Mike." Better than Mike. Come on, man. Two years later, I he got that. that two, two years later, he got him on an island, man. What are we talking about? You talking about James Harden? James Harden's best matchup was Stephen Curry. Allen Iverson was going up against Jordan. Wait, did he kill him that game? Did Mike not have like 35 to 40 points and the win? Come on, man. Let's Alan, not get one play Alan, confused with a hole. Come on, man. You ain't see Allen Iverson laced up in the in the what? In the questions? Cause because no, we're gonna have that culture. We're gonna have that impact conversation next podcast. He had on the questions because he the answer. I said he when he crossed Jordan, he had on the questions. We're going to have a good conversation for y'all next podcast. We don't got the time to get into it today, but take us home, that cultural Jeff. impact, that's next podcast for y'all, man. Take us home. Man, thank y'all for being here. If you watched two minutes, we love you. If you made it the full hour, we love you. We got Big Tev, not the little one. We got your man Jaybird in the cut. And you know what? Y'all could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with us. Yes, sir. Signing out. Back outside, I'm ducking no smoke. It's up in the stock with nowhere to go. I hit a goal, they move in the post. It is what it is, I know how it goes. Picture is perfect, I'm striking a pose. You cannot compete, it's not even close. Feeling myself, I'm doing the most. You are what you eat, I ordered the goat.